0: Hi, I'm Ryan.
1: Hey, it's Steve. And I'm Daniel. You're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, drinking beer podcast.
0: Podcast. What, what about playing? Podcast. Playing. Playing. Podcast. playing? playing. Okay. Somebody comp- this is the podcast and, song. In one
1: of our iTunes reviews, someone said that we uh, divulge into like beer and food. On occasion, like maybe too often. So I think Whatever. if we add beer to our tagline, then we're covered. <laughs> exactly, yeah. dude. Or the, in the guitar, description.
2: buying, selling, trading, shut up, we're doing yeah. what we want podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry that this podcast that you didn't pay to listen to <laughs> for <laughs> like a minute. <laughs> Oh you gosh. had to listen to personalities of people that you like talking about other things that they like other than guitar.
1: Hey, it was still a four-star review. I'm I'm not complaining hey, about stars. the rating. I'm just... Making an observation. I can't
2: believe you're complaining so much, Steve. <laughs> oh,
0: dude. All right. Uh, Daniel's here because we're at his place. We're back at Salvage Custom. Uh, we're hanging out in his space. We've got guitars laying all over the place. And it's less hot this time. Oh, it's so less hot. Yeah. Last time, the we whole city was s- on fire.
2: <laughs> sweating. Remember that? That's right. It that was, was burning. And we,
0: you were making fun of the burning. <laughs> and, and then, no, then the people's houses apologized. actually burned down. Yeah, I didn't know that like that was actually gonna happen right, i thought it was just like one fire i thought it was gonna be okay and then like the next day the it whole turned
2: into 10 fires yeah the whole
0: county was on fire
2: because someone ran around lighting fires and, and
0: we were in here and it was just miserably hot yeah now we're in here it's october This is awesome yeah this is perfect we don't have it's any good fans podcasting going. weather can yep. you guys feel it yeah perfect feel podcasting weather yeah
1: oh yeah yeah you i'm feel feeling it? this
0: see it. <laughs> So, uh, we didn't talk about this before the episode. Does, does Do any of us have anything new to talk about? Oh, I sold that Ampeg. Let me talk about that Ampeg. Talk about the Ampeg, So, I Steve. sold my Ampeg balls,
1: for those of you that listened to the last episode. Balls. The balls. The Ampeg balls. So, I sold that thing, and I thought I had fixed it. And uh, I go to sell it to this guy, and I had it up for 180 and he's like, oh, how about $140? i am like, all right, whatever. And, uh, and so, I take it there. And I thought the only issue was with the jack, and it turns out there is some kind of issue either with the circuit or with the speaker. Uh-huh. What the difference is is when I ran bass through that thing, like I just run everything at twelve o'clock. This dude took the bass knob and like turned it up to nine. Oh man! And as soon as he did that and hit a low E, instead of being like this like big bass tone, it was like fuzz bass, and it was actually like one of the coolest sounds I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, keep I'll keep it. And, and the guys like and the guys like starts playing up the neck to find like at what frequency this sound stops. Uh-huh. Um and uh, I was like I told him I was like, dude, like this hasn't happened to me before. Like I've run, I've run guitar <laughs> I swear, through it swear, no this problem. never happens to me. I run bass through it no problem. He's like, "Oh, I don't know." He's like, "Well, you know what? Like you came out here and you know, I need I need an amp and and I'm He's like, "How about a hundred bucks?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hundred bucks. Let's do this." Nice. And uh, because I paid twenty bucks for it, <laughs> uh, good flip. So, good flip. so I don't know if it's an issue with the circuit, like with the front end over, or with like the preamp overdriving, or if it's an issue with the speaker farting out. The guy says he's gonna swap the speaker. I'm never gonna hear from him again. So, so
0: he's gonna swap the speaker, or which means that he's gonna drop. Maybe like a hundred twenty dollars speaker. Well, it depends. I mean, his hundred dollar amp. I've seen $20. like I've $20 seen $20 like
1: uh, hundred dollar speaker.
0: <laughs> I've seen cheap fifteen inch speakers
1: on Craigslist for like forty fifty bucks. Yeah. So, like you, I think you can if you find one used. Like you can pick up like a Carvin cab with a fifteen in it for under a hundred bucks. Yeah,
0: sometimes you got to be looking for it though. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever,
1: dude. Actually, before we talk about anything,
0: uh oh. Steve, oh, uh, we got to do the honors on this beer. This,
2: um, this Travis Goodman, he's on the uh, in the group and listens. Uh huh. He brought me this delicious beer. Um, you guys can't Thank see you, Travis. it, but this is from the brewery in LA, and it is Melange Number One, which apparently is an unobtainable beer unless you're in like a fancy beer club. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna. I've been saving this for a special occasion, and this is special enough.
0: It's like the top of it is like dipped in wax It's or dipped something. in wax. Um, yeah. We're not sure how to open it. So
2: we got a sword. Ryan, sword me. You guys can see this.
0: <laughs> it's a Civil War sword. We don't know if it fight on the upside or the downside.
2: We don't know if this is a racist sword or not. It was apparently one of my great uncles or something Well, it's like
1: definitely that. a racist sword. We just don't know how racist it yeah. is.
2: But it's pretty awesome. So we figured this would be good for... You guys can wa- watch. A- oh, my gosh. I'm going to cut myself horribly. Here. I got to get. I'm going to just. I'm just going to cut this. this wax seal here.
0: This is real good listening. Dude,
2: I'm going to just wreck my hand. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> why? <How> are-
0: <laughs> you should have sent a way to open the beer, Travis.
2: Dude, what the crap? Okay, ready? Oh,
0: There oh, it goes. Oh,
2: oh, oh. I can do this. I can dream.
1: You're going to blow this beer oh, all shoot. over no. your
0: No,
2: I did it. Is it open? Dude, I just opened
1: that sucker. No way.
0: The cork's not stuck in there or anything? It
2: smells delicious. Was there a cork? The best. No, it wasn't a. It was a. a It was a clip on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. The interesting thing with that is
2: I had just. This is going to get super nerdy. I had just finished doing the entire Dune series on audiobook. Oh my gosh. So nerdy. And um, anybody who's read Dune. Dude, you can't just drink that out of the bottle, Ryan. <laughs> well, then you better, her- <sighs> better hurry dude, up and we'll pour it. This. <laughs> it was... M- Melange is like the main thing. So I thought it was very appropriate. Oh, dude. this. Oh, wait. We should pour this on camera. Can you hear this?
1: My camera's down.
0: I'm, you mean I on an audio camera? camera? Yeah,
2: dude. I'm pouring it.
0: On sound can't camera? can you see this? I don't think it's going to get picked up in the mic. It-
1: it's not going to get... I tried to get
2: you guys the actual sound of pouring...
0: That's a frothy pour, man. There's a lot of head on that,
2: dude. That's okay. I'm gonna let that.
0: You're gonna end up getting froth all over your your guitars here.
2: I don't even care. Yeah, we laid out all the guitars here. I pulled out all the. I don't. I try not to go too crazy on the guitars, like Ryan does, (laughs) or Steve, or Adam,
0: or you know (laughs) any of us. Any
2: of us. And then I was like, I don't have that many guitars. I just try to keep like the working guitars. Uh huh. And then when I started rooting around in my house, like pulling guitars out from under beds (laughs) and stuff, I was like. What in the crap am I? You got
0: you've got some old like truck out in the driveway and instead of being on on blocks it's up on guitars. Exactly. (laughs) So technically
2: technically there's only ten here. Uh Uh-huh. Four of them are like the working guitars. Right. And then there's a couple acoustics, which I don't even know why I have, because who cares about acoustics?
0: Acoustics are garbage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're only good for smashing over the heads of hippies, right? No, yeah.
1: The acoustic guitar was invented to, so the singer had something to do with his hands. Yeah. Or exactly. her hands. Totally. So they didn't
0: have to like be playing with scarves or something. Total yeah. trash. Yeah. My The one that
2: actually I play the most at home is the one horrible acoustic. What does that say on the headstock,
1: Steve? TBC Sterling.
2: It's yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Trademark. I got. I traded it. A uh, guy on Craigslist. I traded it for a pedal.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Because I was like, dude, I just want this funky old acoustic because it looks awesome and that, yeah, that hangs up in my house and then that's the one that gets pulled down like when I want to just sit on the couch and strum a little bit. Oh, totally. That's the perfect this house filthy guitar. Filthy old like catalog guitar from the '60s. Yeah, like Sears that guitar that has nylon strings on it now. Dude, where's that sheath so I don't destroy, destroy myself with this sword? Oh, wait. Scabbard? This is so sketchy. Scabbard. Oh, my gosh. Is it a scabbard? You have to
1: find thine scabbard.
2: Thine scabbard. Anyway, then there's a bunch of them out here for your viewing enjoyment.
0: Yeah. It's, we got... Uh, well, first of all, we've got the Ibanez. Yeah. That That's was, your first guitar. That was
2: my first guitar ever. I sold, I, I sold a violin when I was like... <laughs> it was like a violin my parents got me when I was a kid. Uh-huh. That I was, like, doing violin lessons or, like, learning how to murder cats, you know? Like, <laughs> on violin. And I sold that violin and bought this guitar from... What was that little guitar place in the Mira Mesa Mall? Oh, no Music way. You bought it from Music, Music Central? Was it Music Central?
0: Probably. That's funny. Yeah.
2: I bought that guy. And uh, I think one of those, like, crate, hunt, like, 10-watt. Yeah, totally. Horrible little amps. Uh-huh.
0: And then just... I bought my Crate Amp from them, too.
2: Yeah, dude, that place was the jam because it was the only place. It was.
0: (laughs) It's the only place I could ride my bike to and play guitars. Exactly. And they had the worst guitars. too. I didn't know that. I thought, like, oh, someday maybe I'll own an electric guitar. Now I own 14. That place is still there. Yeah, well, it moved across the street, but it's still Music Central, and it's still awful. They sell, like, bottom-of-the-barrel kind of guitars. Yeah,
2: it was pretty horrible back then, now that I realize it. It's Uh,
0: all, like, sunlight- like classical classical guitars,
2: yeah. Well, they and had then a, like
0: the cheapest Ibanezes.
2: They have this sweet mama uh, red Ibanez RT, yeah, series from like 1994,
0: I think. It actually feels really nice. It feels like it should be a good player guitar. It
2: is a good player. That's the funny thing. It's got that crazy like thick, nasty poly finish on it. Uh-huh. That's half an inch thick, and but it still is in fine shape to play it. I pulled pulled it out a few months ago. Just because I was like, I wonder if the, what this guitar actually sounds like. I don't remember. Uh huh. And it was, I had, it sat for so long probably eight, ten years or something <laughs> that the volume and tone pots didn't even work because oh, they were man. so corroded. So this I just, it's full had to like, spiders and ants. I had to turn them and turn them and turn them and turn them just to get some, some conductivity back there. So and then it finally started working again. And it sounded like a guitar.
0: Give so, yeah, me one of those beers, man.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want
0: to taste Dude, this let's thing.
2: try this stuff out. Now yeah. that it's all ready to go. And
0: then you've got about 14 Telecasters laying out here. No. We'll talk about those.
2: Okay, beer time.
0: Whoa, that's wild.
2: Oh, mama.
0: That's interesting. It's like my first thought was really, like, is this cider? It tastes like a cider. It's really almost. citrusy. Yeah. But it's not like sharp citrusy. It's not like hoppy Mm-mm. citrusy. It's, it's like, not like
1: a sour thing going on, but it's not like a full blown sour. It's really yeah. good. That's super tasty. I'd
0: I'd want to drink a big old thing of this at Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah,
2: that would be good. Yeah, it's made with real melange. So we'll have a, <sighs> we'll have old age, whatever the what <laughs> from, from Dune. Forget it. I can't remember any of the stuff from Dune.
0: Yeah, you don't need to. There's just a big worm that he rides like a cowboy. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm in Dune. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> My eyes are real blue. Wait, you're like only going, like going off the movie, aren't you? With you know, Sting? You, you think I read a With book? Sting as Fade Rather? Yeah. That's filthy. Okay, forget Dune.
2: I'm going to re listen to all of those books again. Uh, I'm not actually smart enough to read books. Audiobooks.
0: So I just audiobook it. Who has time to read? You know, we're, we're all working and playing guitar. You don't have time to read.
2: I, I listen to audiobooks all day when
0: I'm. Yeah. Or podcasts. Yeah. I just listen to podcasts. And most of them are like.
2: Speaking of podcasts, garbage Before we, comedy before we podcasts. talk about 40 telecasters, <laughs> I noticed that you guys have started a trend in the podcast land. And oh. there's, been a, there's been a few gear podcasts that have started up.
0: I know. Since
2: yeah. you guys started and we started talking about I it and which is not a bad thing.
0: But, no, not at all. Uh,
2: Wampler's got their.
0: And what, it's what, it's good. Yeah, I've been listening to Wampler's, and it's a really good podcast.
2: It's totally rad. Yeah, and uh, they what's that one called? Ch- Chasing Tone? Is
1: that it? That yeah, that's the name yeah, of yeah. That's that, that one. Wampler. Yeah, that's... I still haven't checked it out. I've been meaning to. It's Bri- really Brian's, good. Uh, Brian, so I used to interact with Brian on like on the old guitar forums, like yeah, yeah, yeah. ten In, years indie ago. Stuff. Yeah, when he was yeah. indie guitarist, and he was on freaking every forum. Uh, but the first place I encountered him was on the Christian Guitar Resource. Ah, okay. Back in the day, so uh, you know I've never been in a position where I felt like I wanted to spend like a hundred and fifty bucks on a distortion pedal. But,
0: yeah, uh, she so just cloned everybody else's. So, but his podcast is really great if you're looking for some deep insight into like the pedal community. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they they t- you think that that stuff's going to be super nerdy and super all about like you know like capacitor values and stuff like that but it's actually like in plain English yeah
2: and they're, they're talking just talk about regular
1: stuff yeah they're like talking about regular stuff
0: and the business of it and they've got great personalities and they do a great job recording I actually wrote him like after listening to about three episodes in a row and I was like hey good job on the podcast I do a podcast too and then he wrote back real quick and it's like oh how's your podcast going and then I wrote like this thing back like oh it's going really good it's this and that you know we've got all these listeners and people send us gifts and you know whatever and then he didn't write back at all <laughs> so he's probably just like oh whatever i don't care screw you bro (laughs) (laughs) my podcast better (laughs) yeah the
2: uh the dudes i can't remember the other names of the guys because i'm a jerk um the other guys that are on the podcast they were up at the la amp show last week ah fun weekend before
0: last where are they based out of wampler yeah where's wampler I have no idea. It's
2: somewhere in the middle of America, nobody yeah, middle cares. America. See, nobody cares. Yeah,
0: where there's dragons and hobbits and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> <Who> knows, <man? laughs> well, maybe we'll Who run knows? into him at uh, at Nam or something like that. And For sure, I'll I'll go up to him and be like, Hey, hey, I, I'm in a podcast too. I'm in a podcast too. <laughs> People's big gifts. And he'll just put huh? his he'll just put his hand on my face and like push me away. <laughs> <laughs> like, get lost, kid. <laughs> Brian's totally gonna
2: do that. You just have to be super snooty and yeah. um Brian's a super hard. People ass be like, like that. be like,
1: so what do you do? I'm in the podcast business.
0: <laughs> you know podcast Check the media, badge, you know. media
1: badge, bro. Media badge.
0: I I am Steve
1: from Sixty Cycle Hum oh man i thought about bringing back the steve for for nam but hey the steve i I just Um, i don't know if i can pull that off anymore i hate
2: to break it to you but not a single person at nam's gonna ask what you do i know (laughs) no one's gonna no one's gonna even care (laughs) because they're gonna be too worried about (laughs) they're gonna be like how their hair looks what are those (laughs) two
1: weirdos doing with the recording device
0: like they're running (laughs) around with a camera and a microphone like what what's going on i'm hoping that people don't care because then we can get more like like off the cuff, like people are just like, oh, hey, oh yeah, okay, I'll record. All right, you know, just whatever you want to hear for sure. Sort of thing instead of being like, oh, let me present the good. The good news know, is
2: face. this kind of stuff that you guys talk about. Well, kind of like the more I don't know boutique side of the of the music world, which tends to be when guys are really interested in gear and different things, like tend to be more interested in that instead of just whatever the off the shelf stuff is. Uh-huh. All the people from like the smaller companies. ...are really cool. Cool. Like, you don't really run... I don't I don't think I've ever run into a single owner or, like, somebody who's closely involved with one of the small companies that's been a jerk or right. like whatever. Like, well, Brian's imag- awesome. Yeah. He's a rad guy. Any of the pedal companies, like, the little boutique stuff, like, all the owners are just really cool people and easy to talk to, like, it's little small guitar builders
0: and stuff. I imagine in that industry you can't afford to be a jerk because uh-huh. if you're a jerk, like, one time to someone... Oh that, yeah. Then that guy gets on the internet, like same like hour. destroys. I was like, oh, this freaking guy from this company that we all thought we loved, he's just an asshole to me. And like <laughs> exactly. he, I said this, and then he said that. And he said that and no one ever supported him again. Like there's that yeah. kind of culture and then online. It goes, that's
1: that's how the TMG downfall started. I don't it like even want to talk about that. One person, <laughs> and then everyone came out of the woodworks. But yeah, like, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's basically the story. That's is. You Pretty know, certain it turned into like
2: stealing people's babies and stuff.
1: <laughs> it, just,
2: it got out of control. <laughs>
0: he took my mom on a date and like didn't call the next day. I, like, he
2: didn't even call.
0: <laughs> no. She had a really good time and now she just cries. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> I just made it up. Dude, that's no, from the 60 Second Home Podcast. Yeah, I've, right episode, now. Episode I've, 40. I've heard it before. Shoot, oh my Steve! Uh, <laughs> all right. right, let's talk about all forty of these telecasters. You have—we got to do the quick version of these. We're going to be okay. talking about okay. telecasters. You, you have two actual telecasters, but they're like parts. Nothing's an
2: actual telecaster. It's like <laughs> like uh, bills right? <laughs> okay, so quick rundown: a couple of acoustics. Nobody cares. Um, the Ibanez <laughs> RT series, first guitar I ever owned. And we already I, talked about that. I'll hold that forever my working guitars which are mainly the jag right now uh-huh that's the cij burgundy, right burgundy mist oh no that's metallic some, the, no that's 50th anniversary american isn't that
0: the the modern player because the uh the trim's closer to the uh, bridge no
2: it's i don't know
0: well it looks sharp it's purple mist it's got the binding on it you it's ca- awesome you've got a mastery on there right? i can't stop there yeah, there is yeah, a mastery, there's a mastery on, there. on there
2: nice i like it a lot
1: that bridge has been mastered
2: <laughs> the other other player I've been doing a lot is the Gretsch, the Silver Jet or Sparkle Jet or I've whatever. I've always
0: always wanted one of those. I just
2: call them glitters. Yeah, that's pretty rad. And then the Telly varieties, which both are things that I built or heavily modded. Uh huh. And then that one over there, that custom craft, which is new, and I've never played it live because I just got it a little bit ago. It's yeah, this just thing's this cool. funky old guitar from the '60s. I have a Strat here that is used to be a Squire. It's and then still I, a Squire. I replaced everything, <laughs> and it's still a Squire. And even though it has, like, the pickups are... I paid more for the pickup set than I did for the guitar originally. Uh-huh. And nice upgraded bridge and stuff. It's I'd never be able to sell it for anything.
0: I remember when you first so. got that guitar, and you would just, like, bust it out and just slam out these heavy, heavy <laughs> riffs on it. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was, was just um, impressive sounding from day one. The
2: filthy, it's just, it's really nice. Like it plays good and it feels good and it sounds good. Yeah, and it's kind of a cool color. And but uh,
0: obviously, you were embarrassed by the Squire tag, you dude. T- I t- changed it. You, and t- that you was, changed it to Fender. Didn't want to be seen with a Squire, huh?
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure part of like, when I did change it, it was years ago when I did that. I, I put a, a new water slide decal on uh-huh. it.
0: It looks really sharp. It doesn't look like a water slide.
2: Refinished it. Well, let's do skills. <laughs> <laughs> right, because so, skills. That's why, huh? And I I did that. It was partially because, just because it was embarrassing to play a Squire, and partially because <laughs> I like, like, now, today, I'd be like, oh, I'll play a Squire. Like, I seriously want to get one yeah. of the Squire 6. Oh totally. guitar oh, yeah. thing. I run yeah. one of those hard, and I'll just play it as a square. And partially it was just to wig people out. Totally. Because people are like, dude, that guitar sounds awesome. And I distinctly remember one day this guy who was a Strat guy and a killer guitarist came up and he's like, dude, that Strat sounds awesome. Uh-huh. He's like, what is it? And I was like, ah, actually, it's a square. And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh <laughs> like just brain breakage. <laughs> It was
0: great, uh, I can't say that I liked a squire. <laughs> yeah, he's like to squire he goes home and just, just cries in the just shower, that, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> just, so that's basically what
2: so anyway that was i mean that was quite some time ago, and it's been heavily modded so, and, so
1: so i want I want to know about this mod. why are there like guitar strings in the uh oh
0: in the hole in for the dude, peg strap holes? that's
2: my special mod there because <laughs> when you have a squire, sometimes the wood is crappy. And then, Sometimes. Okay, most of the time. <laughs> and then the, the strap buttons get um, loose, and then you just right. clip off the end of your guitar strings, the e like the low E string, so oh, okay. a little grab, and shove them in the hole, and then re-screw the peg back in, and it holds. Well, apparently on this guitar, I stole the strap lock buttons off it a while ago. I noticed that a few of these
0: random guitars I pulled out. Are I think missing, about three fourths buttons. of your guitars are missing buttons. <laughs> I was
2: like, what the crap? The buttons? It's like I just steal the buttons. Yeah. and
0: You've got buttons for three guitars and you've got and
2: like all, 11 guitars. When we yeah. came
1: in, you were taking the straps, off, the strap buttons off of one guitar and putting it on another. No, I one. bought some new ones because oh, I, I knew
2: there was a couple missing. So I was putting new buttons on one of the guitars. Because I had just stolen them for that. That new one, the, uh, the Custom Craft, I put some on ah. there. Because I have like, the same straps that I use for all the guitars instead of having a million straps. Right. And I just clip it on, and it's comfy. Gotcha. So um, that's a trick that you can do if your strap button is just getting trashed and it's getting loose. Right. And you don't want to like, go through the whole process of gluing
0: stuff in there and redoing the whole. I always just shove a toothpick in there and break Tooth- it off.
2: Toothpick's good, but that's something that's always with your guitar is like yeah. the ends of your guitar strings. When you're changing your strings, just unscrew a strap button. That's true. Put a piece of string in there as far as it goes, clip it off flush, and just put the screw back in. And if if you put the low E in there, it's all knurled. You know, it's, it's got like, the winding wrap, yeah. so it's uh, plenty of grab. It digs into the wood and it holds really well. Hmm. Uh, this guitar, for some reason, has like six strings in each hole. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a few in there. So like, maybe it there's At work. least three. Maybe it doesn't work as well as you think. <laughs> well, it
0: just is crappy, so it was wearing down because I played it a lot. Yeah. So, so then you got. Uh, I mean, you say that there's there's two telecasters here, but really there's three telecasters here. Yep. In the in the function of having the telecaster bridge, and yeah. the and the layout because you've got a uh, what what's the term for that like a telemaster? telemaster telemaster
2: or jag jagcaster
0: jagcaster I built this
2: one pretty much from scratch. I got a warmoth neck for it. Yeah, I was, um, I was
0: holding that. It feels real nice. It's got and, like, a big, uh, like a big V-neck.
2: Yeah. And then everything else was... It came as like an unfinished... I got like the base, uh-huh. like unfinished neck. Um, I don't think it had a nut. I might have built the nut. I don't remember if I did the nut on that one. Anyway, this one, like the body I built and the pick guard and everything. Um, and this one's made out of obici, which is works like mahogany, um, but it's very light and ah. has like ash type tonal tendencies so it's a killer sounding guitar so this well the funny thing is this particular guitar even though this is a jazz caster and i called it a jazz caster because it has a jazz master style body like without Uh the contours and then it has a jazz master style head headstock so i was like "Eh, it's more of a jazz caster than it is a telecaster so i'm gonna call it a jazz caster sure so anyway everyone's like it's a telemaster dude and i'm like shut your face i built it (laughs)
0: <laughs> you can call it whatever. I you Built out of my shed, yeah. like
2: long before I was building pedal boards or anything like that.
0: I remember when you were building it. Yeah, and you did a. Uh, well, we'll talk about that later. I was talk so about this it one is
2: actually the most tele-like. Yeah, because it actually has real tele pickups. Even though the other ones do, they're all P90s in there. Uh-huh. Right. So they're or T90s or now what are they called? The new Porter Porter changed the name to um to the P. Whatever. Dude, I don't know. Whatever, they're dude, I, don't know. They're I remember P90s on telebobbins. I remember
1: playing the uh, the green one at that big get together we did in like the oh yeah pickups in that thing are super aggressive.
2: Dude, I love them. Yeah. Like those Porter P90 style pickups on the Telly Bobbins are awesome.
0: Yeah, talk about the the green one for a while. So
2: this green one I got on a dude from Craigslist. Um, I just he was up in San Diego. I bought it for however much I don't remember in the less than four hundred. I think um, it just had regular. Telly pickups in it, regular setup. It was a surf green telly, and I got it home. And it didn't. I didn't. I wasn't super stoked on the tone, but I was like, eh, I'm gonna change these pickups and mess with it, and it'll be good. So I, I ended up going through like three different sets of pickups. I had some uh, some Rio Grande. Um, I think the the beefy ones in there. I don't remember the name of them. Quarter. No, I don't know. They got like the big magnets. Um, I had those in there. I tried a set of um, some Fralins in there. I think, and then I got a set of lollers and put them in there, and none of them sounded good, and I was like, screw this guitar, I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I want to it. Right. So, I, I was like, this body's basically a piece of crap, like, it does not sound good, it's just it's a bad-sounding body. Yeah. So, I was going to experiment with it and try to turn it into, like, a hybrid electric acoustic, just for kicks and giggles, um, even though acoustic
0: guitar, like, who cares... Yeah. About acoustic uh, stuff. We've already talked I don't want to talk about acoustics just, ever again.
2: I don't even know why I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Um so I was like, well, just for experimentation's sake, I'm gonna cut the top off this thing. So I routed, I routed the whole basically eighth or so inch off uh-huh. to knock it down. So I was gonna put another eighth inch top on it. Uh or maybe it was a little bit more than that. It was something, you know, a little little thin sliver sure. of it. So I just cut the whole thing down. I routed out most of the material in the body, like all the way up into the horn and then down in the body, like under the bridge section. I left the wow. mi- I left the middle section solid where the neck is, and it even goes up into the little like over here in the smaller horn. Wow. Um, so it, I basically took out as much material as I could, um, and this was just me ex- totally experimenting and not even... I wasn't even really doing a lot of woodworking or anything at the time. I was just like, oh, I'm right. going to mess with this guitar because it's a piece of crap. <laughs> like <laughs> routing holes into it. And then I put another top. I put a cedar top on it just thinking like, ah, eh, it's acoustic-y guitar style. I wonder if it has any of the tonal qualities.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and so just for experimentation's sake. And then at once it all got back together, it was freaking awesome sounding. And it had this really cool quality tonal quality it was stupid light because i hogged everything out of it Uh uh-huh and it ended up sounding rad and then became like my main guitar for a long time and played the crap out of it it's definitely
0: a really comfortable guitar like just because of the weight of it and the way like even playing it unplugged it just like it
2: it feels right. Like it, it just, resonates it just right. Sits there. Yeah, and cuz it has a little more resonance to it yeah. and everything hangs out a little bit longer.
0: You really feel the 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 note in both your hands when you're playing. Yeah, you know? I
2: like it's a good, it's a very natural feeling guitar. And it's got a Mexican um Tele neck on it from Fender. Oh,
0: that's a Mexican?
2: Yeah. Nice. And I just did a bunch of fretwork on it when I got it. I sand. I got like the Stumac uh-huh. radius blocks and sanded it all down and like recrowned all the frets and did like as much as I could and then set it up as good as I could and and got it
0: playing to the point where it was just oh. f- fantastic. Player. Those Mexican necks, man, they're a great starting point,
2: dude. That's a great ending point. <laughs> <laughs> it feels fine. No, yeah, you, you just
0: you get so, you get a Mexican neck, and if you know how to kind of like fix it up and tweak it a little yeah. bit, they're not that far off from do an American. So, do neck. a little
2: bit of work on it, and that's killer. Yeah, they're I mean, great there's still necks. A Piece of maple, and there's has got frets. <laughs> play the thing, dude. straight. You can put a string on it. You put a string on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who There's cares, little man. knobs at the end. So. You line up
2: the knobs and you're in tune. The knobs? What's, what's yeah. the knobs at the end are all lined up? You're good. It's tuned. You know, if you're
1: trying to tune your guitar to specific notes, you're really lo- limiting your tunnel.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. There. Well, it's, you put them all. I listened to that one podcast you guys did where we you're supposed to put them all at the same tension. Yeah, totally. So that's what I do is I just. Oh, yeah. that, one's,
0: that one's in tune. This one's. There we go. There we go. That's a good sound. That's a really interesting, exciting sound. You know,
2: that one's well tuned. Very well
0: tuned. <laughs> Correctly tuned. Correctly tuned. What is that guitar? That looks like it's made out of a cutting board,
2: dude. It's um, this was a uh, was going to be a collaboration project between a, a luthier that. I was kind of. We were just brainstorming stuff, and we were going to do some guitars. He was going to build them out, and we'd sell them under the Salvage name. Okay. This is a year and a bit ago, I think we were talking about it, and it was. And this was sort of one of the brainstorm prototypes, and this actually started because be, long before I started Salvage doing the boards, uh huh. I was just like doing projects in my backyard, basically, right, like in my little shed and workshop out area, under a tree. Out there, basically under a tree in the <laughs> wilderness because I live in a mall. Uh huh. And I. Had, Cut down. I would taken down this old fence, which was like this, you know, sixty-year-old cedar fence. Uh huh. And I planed down all the planks, and I made this big old swing out of it in my yard. Like big. It's basically like a man swing. Like you feel like a little kid when you're on it because it's so big. <laughs> uh-huh. Like with huge, like inch-thick Manila rope. Like just this monster of a swing.
0: If you're looking for Daniel Tayac, just drive out into the country. And if you see a full-grown man <laughs> on a swing that's hanging from a tree. <laughs> that looks like a little child. Yeah, he looks like a little baby a on little a swing. A little bearded baby. And he's just got a big, dumb grin on his face. That's, that's nice.
2: <laughs> So um And also, he has a gun in his one, hand. Probably. <laughs> when I was gluing it up, I was just... Like, for some reason, I knocked on it, and it was had this, like, nice resonance to it. And I was yeah. like, dude, this thing sounds cool. Like, when it was getting glued up into the slab. So I'm, like, tapping on it and just kind of just... I don't even remember why I even tapped on it in the first place. And I was like, man, this thing sounds good. And so my cousin's a luthier. He built some awesome, like, real fancy pants guitars with fan frets. and Cool. And, uh, out in um, uh, North Carolina. And uh, I called him up or hit him up on Messenger on Facebook or something. I was like, dude, what's the... Like, what do you... What do you look for in like tonal quality of wood, like when you're picking a guitar out, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> just, like, asking him, and he's like, basically, like, or I'm like, when you're tapping on it, and he's like, basically, like, if you like the sound of it when you're tapping on it, it's going to have similar qualities uh-huh. acoustically, like those weird, those little, like, the ring of it is right. going to have similar qualities. I so. thought for sure
0: he was going to say, uh, just look to see how dramatic the quilting is on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and can you stain it purple? Um, oh, gosh. So he, we were talking about that. And so then after I, after we chatted about that, I was like, dude, I'm going to build a guitar out of this. So I did it again, and I cut a body out of it, and I never did anything with it. And then I was talking to this other luthier about this, and I was like, that would be cool. Let's try that out of cedar. So he did one. Oh, uh, okay. So that's kind of where it came from. So, so you've had that body
0: laying around for years, and you just finished it?
2: No. Oh. that's a Oh. This is a totally different body. Oh, okay. He just made this one. Oh, gotcha. So we were experimenting with it and then that, that thing kind of just didn't happen sure and sure i've just had this guitar sitting around it looks pretty hot it's a cool guitar. i really like the neck on it it's got no. the dark wood it's a cookable neck and unfortunately it doesn't balance real well because the cookable is very heavy and the cedar uh, is very light right gotcha so it's kind of like a neck diver so it's not it's not that comfortable but i like the way that good. you
0: just like backed off the mic to burp like, I did, dude. What do, you, what do you know that Steve and I don't know about recording? <laughs> I do that all the time. We're just usually locked yeah, in a chair, all, so I can't really get very far with from all, I
2: was all proper about that.
1: <laughs> I, I, had <laughs> two,
2: <laughs> I had two fingers on my lips. Like,
0: <laughs> Daniel's all it's acting so like he's a professional broadcaster over here. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, kids, welcome to the Guitar Podcast. <laughs> stop <laughs> it. <laughs> stop it. You're going to make us sound bad. So um, <laughs> Anyway, that's
2: that guitar's that. And then... That's it for the guitars. Oh, and then we were talking about these earlier. Both the guitars that I built from scratch, or or you know mostly scratch, or from heavy mods I refinished. Uh huh. And those are both with um, stuff from
0: ReRanch. Well, let's 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 jump into that as our topic. We've we've talked enough that we're not even going to do ads this episode. Um, That's cool. But today on the Facebook group, two people within like five minutes of each other. Asked questions about refinishing guitars with spray paint and different techniques. Who did Casey asked? Are they the same person? No, I'm positive it was two different people. It was Casey, same person with two different profiles. And it was and it was uh, Uh, Kyle Williams, maybe. I can't remember. I'm bringing it up right now. Uh, Kyle Smith, Kyle Smith, and Casey. A couple minutes from each other, asked very similar questions. So let's talk about refinishing. Uh, do you want to read those questions? You just yeah, closed it. <laughs> I just
1: closed it. So uh, Great work, here we Steve. go. <laughs> Great work, dude. Uh, the first one says, "Anyone repainted a guitar with Krylon? How'd it go?" That was Kyle, and then Casey said, "Doing at home, sp- doing at home paint for my guitar." Casey's from Louisiana, so it's- sometimes he doesn't speak the best English. <laughs> <laughs> Doing at home paint for my guitar. I've been done doing that paint on my guitar. What kind of paint and spray poly, et cetera, should I get?
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, let's start with the first one, spray paint. Uh, I've done a couple spray paint jobs on guitars. And uh, the result is always that I rush it because I have no patience and I want to, like, play that guitar as soon as possible so i just layer like spray paint as thick as i can get it on guitars as fast i can get it on the guitar and i end up with this this big globby mess like just this sticky guitar that sticks to my arms and sticks to my clothes and like fibers from the uh from the strap get stuck in it and stuff and (laughs) i'm sure
2: you've never had any drips or
1: anything like that either
0: nothing but drips it's just (laughs) it looks like it's been you know, dipped in like windshield wiper fluid. It's funny
1: to look at uh, Ryan's guitars, like his homemade ones, up close because from you know six or seven feet away, you can't tell how bad the paint job is. It's really bad. Once you're within like a couple feet, you're like,
0: "Why is your guitar
1: melting?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a new, it's a new thing that yeah. Ryan's been doing. So
0: I'm not really the best person to ask about this stuff, just because I've never done it right, and I probably never will, just because I'm no good. Uh, <laughs> like I, I recently did. Like a, like, a year or two ago, I did a sparkle job on my Strat, and I did it so bad. I did it so ghetto.
2: Wasn't that just a can of, like, clear Krylon and a bunch of glitter, though?
0: It was, like, six cans of clear, clear Kry- Krylon. And just layering glitter on there. Yeah. Like, I, I would spray down a layer of, of clear poly, and then I would sprinkle, uh, like, craft glitter on the guitar, like, super thick to, like, completely cover the guitar, And then it took, like, six cans of spray to get it all completely covered. And because I was rushing it, it was just, like I said before, like, a big, like, gummy wall of paint. And I could, like, press my thumbnail into it and stuff. Like, months after I did this, I could press my thumbnail into the guitar and make an indentation. And then it would, like, heal up. (laughs) Like, go back to normal. Like, it was made out of gack or something, you know?
2: Yeah, that was just layered too quick with not enough time to harden up and dry. Yeah,
0: so I ended up, like... Over a couple weeks. Yeah, and because I rushed it, I ended up, you know, making more work for myself. If I had just taken my time, it would have been fine. But because I rushed it, like, I ended up taking the guitar body and mounting it on this thing so I could put it in my electric oven. <laughs> and I, I would leave it <laughs> in the oven at, like, 160, like, overnight. Just cooking. And, and the whole house just stank yeah, horribly. Yeah, it made the whole house stink like spray paint. And my wife would always be like, "What is that smell? Oh, it's just my it's guitar, nothing. honey." And I wouldn't tell her that there was a guitar in the oven cooking overnight. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was just you know because I read somewhere online that someone did that to like harden their paint, to, like, burn their house down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It eventually worked; it hardened it up. But I that guitar is still kind of like it looks good. It looks real good under stage lights, and uh, during the day, it looks good from about ten feet away. <laughs> Uh, But up close, maybe fifteen. Up days. close, in like house lighting, it looks awful. Just horrible. It's really, it feels really bad. Horrible. Oh yeah, it's like it's like orange peel. Hey, dude, it
2: looked good on Instagram. Yeah, it looks great yeah. in pictures it's if you,
0: you if you take the pictures with the right light and everything. Right you know? so
2: it's like really bright, reflecting. So you can't see any of the drips. <laughs> exactly. Because the finishes things are, and you get so much crazy info on the internet because. If you ask, like, what's the best finish or or something like that on the internet, you'll have one guy answering that completely believes with all his heart and soul that this particular finish is the best finish. So Uh he'll he'll preach gospel truth about that. It's one coat of nitro,
0: and then you sand half of it off, and then the wood can just breathe.
2: Exactly. (laughs) And then you get another guy answering, like, who has a completely different train of thought and another guy answering that has some other ideas that he read from some other website, uh-huh. which may or
0: may not be true or accurate. Most of pe- most people's opinion about this stuff or anything on the internet is based on things that they read elsewhere on the internet, and then and it's not like playing telephone, yeah, and not actually based on anyone's personal experience with anything. I right. think
2: I think actually going and understanding like what different finishes are. And how they interact with it is probably pretty crucial. Personally, I'm of the school of thought that I don't think the finish freaking matters that much when it comes to tone. Now, I can I can kind of see that with like this Ibanez here that we were talking about, where it's got this thick thick finish on. Yeah, it's got to dampen a little bit of resonance. But
0: here's here's but it probably doesn't freaking matter. Here's the thing: what kind of wood is underneath that? Thick candy shell on your, you know, your cheap '90s Ibanez, it's not going to be anything that would have been helped by having a thin skin nitro finish. Yeah, probably. Uh, And if you took like a really high end piece of wood and you put a a thick candy shell on it, you'd still get characteristics out of that really nice wood.
2: Yeah. Well, unless you were doing, yeah, for like tone or whatever. I mean, if you're looking at the finish, you're going to have a thick finish is going to cover up all wood grains. Oh, and that's another thing where. Some people will say, like, you got to do this kind of finish and sand it and do it and sand it, and they're they're filling in all the grain of the wood. Uh-huh. Well, some guys might want to have a little bit of the grain showing through. Sure. And there's all kinds of different... And some guys want that super high gloss, like, I can see my face clearly in this, and it's yeah. blinding in the like stage lights. Where it's like, some guys are like, I don't want that. I just want kind of a, a duller, like, satiny finish. So there's lots of different schools of thought when it comes to finish, but I think it's probably important... In terms of the – let's just talk like as far as like modding at home and what you can do at home. Um, and I was, I was very confused on finishes when I was first starting to like mess with guitars and refinish them. It took a lot to figure it out and I did some stuff that was like redundant and then I realized later I was like, oh, I could have just done this and that uh-huh. worked fine. Um, or buying all the stuff from like Guitar Ranch, and then you end up spending you oh know gosh, seventy dollars on a finish when all you really needed to do was buy the one color can that you needed. And yeah, do that. And, yeah, and and understanding how the different coats go on there. So, basic, just real quick, like basic finishes you might put on a guitar. Um, nitrocellulose lacquer is probably the most common guitar finish out there, and it is a. basically a little nitrocellulose, like a plastic finish Uh that is sprayed onto a guitar and then it hardens. Um, then you got, are you looking at the time or something? No, no. Making weird faces. Okay. So nitrocellulose lacquer, um, you got a, uh, poly finish, which is like a Krylon finish or an enamel, like something you could get out of a rattle can. Uh So that's going to be a polyurethane or an enamel or something like that. And a lot of those finishes will harden, or they'll actually cure, where you can't dissolve them with a with a solvent or something like that. Like uh-huh. nitrocellulose, if you hit it with acetone or lacquer thinner, it's gone. It's going to remelt and go crazy. Yeah. Um, mm. A lot of the enamel finishes, like once they once they cure, it's not drying; it's actually like curing, like it it hardens up like epoxy or something. Where uh-huh. just there's nothing that's going to cut into it.
0: That'd be a that'd be a funny joke to play, on like a professional musician like go to one of his concerts with a squirt gun full of acetone. <laughs> do I, not do that. Squirt squirt at his guitar. That's a horrible idea, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's see, not a funny see, joke. Uh, see how John Mayer feels. Oh my god. There. Is that what that was another question someone asked us yeah, to talk about? Uh, do we, we'll talk about that later. About that so later. another
2: a couple other finishes that you'll find out there are, are shellac finishes. A lot of guys don't necessarily do that on guitars. This is a, this one's a shellac finish on that on that butcher block style telly. Uh huh. Um, a shellac finish can have a really nice sheen and feel to it. It's probably not something that people are really associate with guitar finishes. It's not common.
0: It's more of a furniture finish.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's not really a common guitar finish. And then there's different oil finishes you can do as well. So, really, what you want to do is figure out how you want your guitar to look in the end. Like, what do I want this to be? Do I want it to be a high gloss thing? Uh Do I want it to be a satin finish? Do I want to show wood grain and texture through it? Do I want it to be a solid color or do I want to be translucent color? You know, so there's a ton of different things to do. So, if you're, if you want to do a ghetto finish on guitar, like go to Home Depot and get some spray paint and finish your guitar. Say you just want to do. A black guitar. Uh-huh. Right? I'd recommend getting like a at least if you're doing that, get one of the quality paints, like get like the Rust Oleum. And actually we use some of that for doing our tags, like the enamel we spray in the in our tags. It okay. keeps it black. Yeah. The Rust Oleum Professional, not the regular Rust Oleum, but the bigger can that's labeled Professional. uh-huh Is a much more durable and hardens better and sits sits real nice i've noticed gotcha um at least like when we're doing the the acid etch on tags and things like that it works a lot better um that is totally fine if you want to work out a little bit don't do what ryan did and spray a billion coats on there and not let it dry (laughs) that stuff you would need to spray a light coat on let it dry for a couple days sand it down a little bit you know sand out any rough spots Spray a light coat on, and that's going to take you a while. And it gets right. hard to finish a guitar because you're so antsy to put that thing together and play it. <laughs> and it's—I know that—I mean, the struggle is real. Like, uh-huh. I've been there. <laughs> you're like I want to put this together. So I'm just going to spray a little
0: more on and get it done. Right. Is it dry yet? Let me just touch it here. Yeah. Oh, a thumbprint.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's totally fine to spray with rattle cans. Like you can do it. These were both rattle cans. Uh huh. And they—well, now they're all beat up because I played them a lot and smashed them around. When you get up close to them, you can
0: tell room. that it's not a factory finish for but, sure but you got to get real close to them
2: and i didn't do i didn't do the grain filler on them i let the wood grain yeah show I li- through i like that though you and, get, I, and i dig
0: that too so you get a little bit of grain in there up close
1: and that's kind of a neat feature too like at least for me especially you know there's so much uh oh hey what what company's the best for relicing this guitar or whatever it's like if you're building your own you know don't worry about you know if you it sounds like if you're using the right paint or the, a certain style of paint like you've used with these like um, it doesn't you know you don't need to take it to a relic shop just play the crap out of your guitar for yeah. a couple yeah. years
2: like this has a nice like there's wear where my guitar my arm's been on it here and it's starting to like discolor naturally uh-huh and if you want your guitar to relic quickly use a nitrocellulose finish yeah. they're not super durable they are they do go on nicely and they get really thin and they're really easy finishes to work um, and that's probably why they're nice for guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard to find. Like, you can't walk into Home Depot and be like, oh, where's your nitrocellulose locker section? They'll be like, what? <laughs> <You> <laughs> what, are, what are you talking Roy. about? I don't know what you're talking about. And you're not going to be able to find any colors that you want or anything like that. Uh huh. Um, but you can, if you find, like, Google search in your area, like, a cabinet shop or something like that. Or, like, a hardwood supplier. Or search for the brand Mohawk. Um, it's. Let me grab a can real quick.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, what's the what's the name of the shop around here that you get yours from? T H and H. Uh, T H and H. I've been over there with Daniel, working on a few different projects, getting supplies, and they have like a full selection of the stuff. It's clear though; they don't have any colors, right?
2: They got uh, they don't have they have some solid colors. Like they have like white, black, right, stuff right. like that. Like
0: the basic solid colors, simple furniture sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. But they have a ton of tints. Like different color tints. Oh, do they? And then they have clear. They have grain fillers. They have sanding sealers. And here, here's another thing that's going to confuse the crap out of you. It's like, should I be putting a primer on this? Uh-huh. Should I have a sanding sealer? Should I do a grain filler? Should I do a, you know? And there's going to be there's going to be this daunting thing of like all these different numbers and labels. And it's like the satin and semi satin and satin high solids and satin different things. So different. There's a ton of different things. But really, honestly. Just grab a freaking can of nitrocellulose lacquer. It's not going to matter on your home-built guitar that you're trying for the first time and spray it on there. Right. One thing you might want to do, like we live in San Diego where it's warm all the time. It's perfect 70 degrees. Nothing ever catches on fire. Um, (laughs) Except for the last time we were doing a podcast. You want your, when you're spraying, and this is good for any, if you're doing like a a Krylon or Rust-Oleum or lacquer. Warm the stuff up Like put it in some warm water So it's at least At like 75 degrees So if it's a cool day Because it'll spray A lot nicer And it'll spread out And you'll gotcha. get Way better coverage hmm. um, And it'll It'll just have, That'll pressure A little I'm more talking, pressure In the can Talk about
1: Warming the actual can up Warm
2: the can up like In the microwave it, <laughs> Do not listen to Ryan At any point <laughs> in this podcast <laughs> Warm it up And just get a bucket Of hot water It's just in your sink Or whatever And put it in there And let it let it warm up And it'll and, just um, flow A
0: little bit Better, It'll right? it will flow oh. a lot
2: better, yeah, for warm, especially nitrocellulose lacquer. So the brand that you can find pretty commonly in a lot of like professional woodworking places is Mohawk, M O H A W K. I don't know if they have a, they do have a website, and it's really confusing. And most of the guys in the wood shops don't even know what each one does. Right, just find one. Just make it easy on yourself. You can get gloss or semi-gloss for the clear, and that's fine. Like whatever, just clear lacquer is good for a top coat. So get yourself a color coat. If you want to do a primer coat, you can. Like a white coat, say you're doing... Like I did the Seafoam Telly. I did a primer coat, I did a color coat, and I did a clear coat. Um, You don't necessarily have to do a primer coat, depending on what color you're using. Generally, the primer coat is so the color coat will be more even, and you don't have to put so many coats on of Mm. the color. Because the primer is generally going to be cheaper and it's going to dry faster. Right. Um, so you don't have to do so many color coats to cover up the actual grain of the wood. Um, and then you can do a clear coat on top, which will blend right in with the color coat if, right. if it's all nitro lacquer. Um, and the color coat will then be protected a little bit so it won't wear through as fast. If you want the thing to wear through fast, yeah, just, this- do, just do just it until it's covered. And then go play the crap out of it.
0: Yeah, you know or I mean? like as soon as you, uh, as soon as it's done drawing like you unhook it from wherever you're hanging it and just let it hit the floor. Exactly.
2: <laughs> just get like it work out an intricate system of like wires and pulleys, and then as soon as it's done, you just pull the cord and it just falls. And it just falls. Yeah, and I, that's good. I
1: would just say like go hire a, re- a Roman centurion reenactor
0: to like cat a nine tails guitar, drag it behind his
2: chariot, <laughs> stuff like that.
0: Yeah, or just uh, you, yeah, make a cat a nine tails but like tie a a guitar pick to the end of each lash and then it'll just it'll be like natural natural, kind of natural wear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. only it'll be like in a place where like you would never hit your guitar with a pick exactly
2: (laughs) which is like all relic jobs yeah yeah so i guess i guess to try to make it if somebody wanted to do a project Uh uh-huh do this and you actually you can get that mohawk stuff from people on ebay like they'll ha they'll be selling onesie twosie cans of it. Okay. So you can find it around. So just get if you wanted to do a simple guitar project, do this. You got your guitar, sand that sucker down, like whatever that body is, spray a primer coat on there just for you can do it or not, you know what I mean? That that'll just make the finish go on a little easier. Spray a color coat on there, whatever color you want to do. I'd say go get on that Guitar Re-Ranch website because they got a lot of great colors and it's good quality yeah. lacquer. There's a lot
0: of good information on that site too.
2: Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, and then put a put a uh, clear coat on there for a little protection, and you'll have a nice finish. And if you go slow and make sure you got good coverage, don't go too fast and get runs everywhere. Let it dry between coats. Um, and then before you play it, let that thing hang for about a week because it's going to be soft still, especially if you've put on heavy coats. It it really needs to dry and let all that off-gassing. Like, if it still smells like lacquer, yeah, you probably need to let it dry more.
0: I think patience is really the key ingredient to doing a home finishing job, and that's the reason why mine are always screwed up. <laughs> <is> <laughs> I don't have a single minute of patience. Like, yeah, I'm, sta- I'm standing there watching it dry, like waiting for it to be ready for me to hold it you <laughs> yeah know?
2: exactly or just get like work on two at the same time so while yeah. one's drying you can screw the other one up because you started playing with it too fast <laughs> right, <laughs> and then right. you're like okay this first one's trash and i'll just yeah. go for the other one
0: i have, i want to refinish my flying v pretty soon because i don't i don't actually spend a lot of time playing that one right now uh so it's a perfect time for me to take it apart and hang it from the rafters for a couple months what are you going to refinish it in i've been I either want to do a sparkle job or I want to do like a straight metallic sort of thing but do it real thin so it wears through to the black so I get kind of like a natural sort of relic on it pretty quick. So you're just going to paint straight over the black? I'm probably going to lightly sand it. There's a couple nicks in it that I'll probably just do some sort of filler in. Yeah. Uh, But I don't want to get too perfect on it. Yeah, I hear you. Because then if I get too perfect, then I got to get perfect every time. I got to
2: stay sloppy. If somebody if you want to do a super perfect finish, like say you're working on an ash body which has a lot of like open uh-huh. pores and grain, you have to do a grain filler first, which right. is basically like a paste of a salt. It has a lot of like solids in it, and you spread that stuff over there, and then you basically squeegee it off, and then let it dry and sand it, and then probably another coat of that. And that that's how you get those super smooth guitar finishes, right? But that takes a ton of scraping and sanding like a ton of prep sanding uh-huh so if you want to get that otherwise you're just putting so much even if the even if lacquer sits on there and it looks like it's covered up by the time it dries all that lacquer is going to suck down in those pores and you'll still have grain showing through oh. yeah so not the grain is a bad thing showing through but you know if you want to get that perfect finish you got to have something to fill in that grain
0: uh-huh well that v is it's a uh, plywood underneath so i'm there's no way i'm even gonna bother trying to strip it so you're just going to go straight over the black? I'm going to go straight over the black with some sanding. I'll, I'll rough sure, it up a little sure. bit. But, uh, yeah, it's an old Hondo body. So there's nothing special under there to it's worry special, about. It's special, Ryan. I've seen it. <laughs> it's the most special. It's a beautiful guitar. It's just, uh, you know, that wood under there is not anything that you want to reveal to the light of day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Uh, uh, do we want to hit our first phone call? Uh, Yeah, let's do that. So... For you guys who are not in the know, uh, we set up a Google Voice, and if you want, you can call us at 619-363-619-363.
0: Three,
1: three. i am looking at it, and I can't <laughs> get it right. 619-363-H-U-M-M. Yeah. I don't know what numbers those are, but it's H-U-M-M.
0: You can figure it out just by looking at the numbers on your phone. Yeah. Give us a call.
1: Wait. Isn't that the
2: same as Hun2, based on the numbers? It is. Phone? So... Or, hey, so, Han.
0: So, whatever. <laughs> hey, Han. Hey, <hun>. Sexy voice. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so, let's take that call. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll give it a listen, and then we'll talk about it. Hello? Hello? My name is Pankaj Nabar, and I have a question
1: for Daniel Tayak. My question is, what is the secret of growing awesome facial hair? I hope you can answer my question. Thank
0: you very much. Thanks for the question, Marcus. I think your name is Marcus. There's a little garbled in the phone call. It's hard to tell sometimes. Uh, so, so Tyak, this question is for you. We announced on the group that you were going to be our guest. And so we got this very first call to our new phone number. Uh, other people can call it and leave us leave us questions and comments or even sing a little song. But this is our very first one and our only one we've gotten so far. It's for you, Tyak. The question is, what is the secret to growing the facial hair?
2: And I, I feel honored to have the first call and the best call. Of course. Up to this point, which may be Trump soon. The best call of all
1: time that we've ever had. The best gotten. call of
2: all time you've ever had on the podcast hotline. Yep. Which can be what's the what's the number again? 619 uh,
1: 363. H-U-M-M. Hum. Which also spells hun.
2: (laughs) Hey, hun. (laughs) So anyway, what is the secret to growing the facial hair is a very important question that everybody should be searching their souls about. Dudes and lady dudes alike, I would say. Because the lady dudes should be searching the question of what is the secret to not growing the facial hair. Hey, we're all
0: mammals here. We are
2: all mammals here, unless, yeah. of course, there's a non-mammal listening.
1: Hey, uh, welcome. But we don't discriminate. <laughs> welcome, non-mammal listeners. Exactly. <laughs> well, since <laughs> this is probably getting put on to electrical or electronic devices, this podcast is probably being blasted into space somehow.
0: Yeah. True. So, hello. The NSA
1: is listening, too. Hello. Our, uh, reptilian
0: overlords ha- are Yeah, hello, this. Andromeda
1: <laughs> Galaxy 98. <laughs>
2: <laughs> reptilians actually cannot grow the facial hair no. So that's good So you know if anybody wears a beard They are not a reptilian Well, they wear, they wear pieces Oh, that's right Facial pieces Yeah I've been thinking shortly If I can get the beard a little bit longer I'm going to donate to Beards of Love <laughs> is, Once that, is that a thing?
0: It should is there, be Is there Beards of Love? Probably For little kids who uh, for reptilians who want, who want to have a beard Even though they're going through chemo Wow. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> poor, poor little kids who have leukemia and they're going going through chemo and all they want is a beard. <laughs> you're a horrible person for making me laugh at that.
2: <laughs> anyway, what is the secret to growing oh. the facial hair? So it's a lot a lot of it has to do with your mental state and where you're at personally as a person
0: aligning your 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 energies your chakras yeah. Yeah.
2: your chakras and, and other things like that um and i for me i every night i will basically just have a talk with myself and will myself or i used to do this i would will myself to grow the facial hair are you saying that at some point in your life you had trouble uh, it was, there was a, there was a point in my life when I was having trouble when it was, you know, from, yeah, I'd say just like
0: eight or nine, six to eight probably, oh, okay. you know, like earlier I mean? than that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. A little earlier. Wow.
2: I was having trouble and I would, and I would every Late night, bloomer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and I would, I would have a talk with myself and every night and I would, I would will it. And then I realized that there's a point in your life that you just have to give up caring okay and that's when you just give up the razor as well and uh, consequently about the same time i also gave up cutting my hair Mm. and i've just and that was also kind of the same time i happened to start a small business (laughs) it took over my life was this this also the time you stopped showering and i haven't
0: been able to do anything except for make things all day so here's the step so far throw away your razor Give up. Well, give up give on up, life first. Give up on life. Didn't we do a song about this? Start a small business. No, start a
2: small business, which will help you to fully give up on life where okay. you're just like, I can't even do anything right now because I'm all consumed and everybody's emailing me all day. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to build things and I can't. I'm stuck at running a business. There's no time to shave. It's not even that. It's just this mental state you get in where you just don't care about anything anymore. Sure. And then all of the sudden, then your facial hair will become a thing, which turns into a marketing tool for you. Ah, oh, You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And it's sort of a re- like a... It becomes a recognizable It's like a, mas- attribute. a mascot of sorts.
0: So you're saying that you're afraid that if you shaved, you would start losing business. I probably would lose business if I shaved. Wow. I think so. Would pretty- you say, Steve?
2: Definitely. That's Definitely. P- great. That's pretty serious. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, dude. Now I'm stuck. I'm
1: boxed in. <laughs> well, I mean, you know... You- <laughs> It doesn't mean you can't do fun things with facial
0: hair. It just means it has to stay. Well, I mean, did did Steve Jobs want to wear turtlenecks and white sneakers and pants and jeans all the time? No, he didn't. But he wanted to sell computers, so that's what he had to do.
2: Dude, actually, I've there's been many a times in my life where I'm like, dude, I'm gonna get a black turtleneck and Steve Jobs it. Uh-huh. But then I realized I'm I'm kind of a short, fat guy that doesn't have a neck. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of beard. Yeah, no one and would so notice. Even if I had a, cu- a turtleneck on, I'd be like rolling around town like, yeah, what's up, turtleneck? And not a single person would see it. It would just look like a regular crew neck t-shirt yeah, yeah. on me because there's no, there's there's like half inch of neck involved between like caveman shoulders and beard or between chin. So then all the beard is there and there's no nothing. I'm you know
0: sorry. what? I, you, I used to wear turtlenecks when I was a kid and you know what I would do? What would you do? I would pull the turtleneck up over my face and pretend I was a turtle.
1: Oh, I've done that.
0: (laughs) I don't think I've worn worn a turtleneck since I was like 10 or 11. I'm not even remotely surprised, (laughs) Ryan. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So that's the secret to growing the facial hair is to get in a place in your life where where you have to have it. No, you, where you've given up. You've given up and then you have to have it to continue doing business. Well, it doesn't even business.
2: matter because you're still at a point of just, I don't care anymore. Sure. So, it's all it's sort of, it's, you know, it's
0: it's all one do thing. Do you ever trim or do you just let it fall out? Uh, It just kind of falls out.
2: I had a great hair in it for a while and I was super proud of it. Uh-huh. And it fell out one day. And I actually found it. It was there, like in my, on my shirt, or sh- I can't remember. <laughs> so you
0: don't trim your beard anymore? That's just its natural length.
2: This is just kind of where it uh, like rolls there. Gotcha. I'll trim the mustache, right? A little you bit. Eat. You got to. You got to eat. It, as soon as I, this is what I do for my mustache trimming: is I'll have my coffee in the morning. I'm like coffee first, so I'm like naked in my kitchen making coffee, doing my thing. huh. And um, and then I'll I'll drink the coffee. I'll make it with some like butter in it. What's that called? I have no idea, man. That sounds gross. It's delicious. Butter in your coffee. <laughs> ah, it's some like health nut thing. <laughs> Doesn't uh, sound like a health nut it's thing? It's some hippie thing. God, I freaking can't remember. <laughs> anyway. Greasy coffee. It's actually f- delicious. Anyway, so then I'll go. This is the secret to trimming your mustache at the right length so you can still consume items. Is you drink some of that and then it's got a little bit of the foam on top. You just cut where And your your foam. you just look... It's your mustache line, and you see where those foam tips, and you just cut the foam Ah. tips off, and then you have the perfect mustache
0: length for eating. There's all those guys walking around now who have the handlebar mustaches, and to achieve that, you have to have this mustache that actually goes over your mouth, and you comb it to the side. Yeah. Listen, that style of mustache was invented before the invention of pizza. (laughs) You can't. Eat, you can't wear that mustache and eat pizza. You have to choose. It
2: was also invented before the invention of making out with your wife. Absolutely. So they didn't. People didn't that. make
0: out with their wives back then. No.
2: They, absolutely not. They
0: tilted their hat and said, "Good day, lady," and then she got pregnant. <laughs> that's, that's how a, they. That's how they used to do it. That's good to know, Ryan. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so I don't think we have anything else to cover on we this covered episode. Pretty much everything. Uh, we talked about all of Daniel's guitars. We talked about uh painting guitars according to Daniel. Yeah, don't uh,
2: and that's not really professional advice. No. And cool. there's
0: a lot of stuff there. But I mean read it know. on the internet. There's all kinds of information out there. It's on the internet. And it's, okay. One real quick thing about painting guitars.
2: Sure. It's kind if you're just doing fun at home jobs, like don't expect to do anything that you're gonna be super proud of the first couple times it's
0: not gonna look like anything from a store
2: but it's good to experiment and hang out and try it totally so it's a lot like playing guitar if you're worrying so much like when you're playing guitar if you're worrying so much about your gear that you can't relax and just have a good time you're doing it wrong like if you can't just grab a grab a rattle can and spray it on a guitar body And have a good time doing it, and you're stressing out too much, like you're doing it wrong. Right. Just chill out, have a fun time, and get a little info, and get going on it. Totally. So, and if anybody has questions, like, on the group, I will answer what I can. Sure. On the group, tag me in it. And I'll try to answer what I know, and I know there's a lot of other guitar builder people that lurk oh, around yeah. there, and they'll be able to even put in more better information than I can because I'm I mean, not we've by got, any means a, like a guitar finishing professional.
0: We've got a uh, Doug Cower on Doug there. Doug freaking Cower.
2: We've got. Doug, oh, Doug's making me a little something right now. Not what? To add to this collection. Nice. Why are
1: we over here now? We need to be over here once Doug's little
0: something <laughs> arrives. Well, I think we should we should hit a couple more visits with you during the winter here we haven't come back in a while just because it's been so hot we all need to drive up to doug's shop with paul ronnie and doug work
2: out of the same shop yeah really we should just do a little and tim marcus from milkman amps could come over yeah because he's in frisco jack roan from noble amps is in frisco
0: 60 cycle road trip
2: just road trip it up there one day we could just sleep on doug's floor at the shop totally It'd be great in a pile of sawdust yeah
0: We'll just lay out some soft cases and lay on the soft cases. Oh, my gosh.
2: It'll be rad. Road trip time.
0: Totally. Okay. All right. So we don't have a song for this episode because you, the listeners, have dropped the ball. You guys suck. Uh, We need two songs sent every two weeks so that we can put a song on here and no one sent any songs. So I'm thinking that I'm just going to pull something at random, like whatever... Like tickles my fancy. One of those free U2 songs
2: they gave us on our iPhones. Yeah, I that gotta, you
0: can use those for whatever you want, right? Yeah, I got to get that those songs off my phone, so I'll I'll just put them on the podcast to rid my phone of them. Uh, <laughs> now I'll I'll pick something weird to throw in there, uh, and maybe someone will send something before I edit this down, and I'll throw it in there. But you know, we don't know what it is. It's going to be a surprise because you know this is friday surprise on this is, episode's not going to be up till sunday i've got a couple of days to think about what i'm going to hit you guys with oh, so no. while
2: you're listening to this before the
0: episode is up get send a song in yeah while you're listening to this before it's up all right guys uh this has been ryan and steve
2: and daniel over here at salvage custom
0: <laughs> uh this is episode 40 of 60 cycle yes. see you next week This is a true story. No true story has ever been told. Hey, what? What? You look like Sean Penn. Uh, but it's okay. I look like Sean Penn too. Hey,
1: yeah? Uh, you look like Sean Penn. Uh, uh no, that's okay. I look like Sean Penn too. Oh. Uh. Hey,
0: hey what? Hey, you look like Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. But don't worry, I look like Sean Penn as well. <laughs> hey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You, you
1: you look like you look like Sean Penn. Okay. Ha! <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> I look like Sean Penn too. <laughs> hey! Hey, what? You look like Sean Penn! No way! It's true. Oh! Don't, don't worry though. Huh? I look like Sean Penn too. <laughs> You're right, you do. Mm, thank you, sir. What's up with a parrot on your shoulder? I got a parrot on my shoulder. Cause, uh, I look like Sean Penn. Sean Penn looks like he has a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. Hey! You look like Sean Penn. That's okay. I look like Sean Penn too. I don't really.
0: Hey! Yeah! Yeah! You look like Sean. You look Penn. like Sean Penn. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I look like him too. Too.
1: Hey! You look like Sean Penn. No, that's okay. No, I look like Sean Penn too. That's a little, but I don't feel like I was. Like Sean Penn, but that's okay. We look like Sean Penn too. Hey, we look like Sean Penn,
2: but that's okay. We look like Sean Penn too. Hey, we look like Sean Penn, but that's okay. We look like Sean
1: Penn too.
0: I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Can't believe what you're hearing. It was a true story. Unfolding in front of me, it's like unfolding a true story in front of you. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe my ears. Two strangers. I can't believe my eyes. On the outside patio of Rubio's Baja Grill, one sitting down enjoying his food, the other walking by with a parrot on his shoulder. And he said, "Hey,
1: yeah? Looks like Sean Penn, huh?"
0: Okay.